This is the Nerdy Things Podcast. This podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and poorly developed ideas. We apologize for nothing. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. I am Kevin, one of the hosts of the Nerdy Things Podcast. I am joined, as always, by Jules. Hey, Jules. Heyo. And by Tim. What's going on, Tim? Good morning, Kevin. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. You didn't welcome them to the episode. I always like that, that homie. Welcome, welcome. to episode six. Four, four, fuck me. Fuck me. 46. 46. Fuck it. I screwed it up. Oh, well. No, thank you. But... <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to episode 46, everyone. We're happy to have you here. Oh, yeah. See, that invites me into the episode. I like <laughs> it. Guys, it was Christmas. It was. It was super fun. What did y'all get? Did y'all get anything super nerdy or super interesting? I got a couple of things. First and foremost, I got the sweatshirt that I'm wearing, which my wife bought me. Nerdy Things <laughs> podcast sweatshirt. She got what? me a t-shirt too. She got me a bunch of stickers for us. Uh, she was so mad. Like uh, when we sold a, a couple of things over the last couple of weeks, I was telling her that we were selling things and she was like freaking out because it was her that bought some of them. <laughs> she didn't realize that it wasn't just her that bought all this yeah. stuff. Really funny. <laughs> so yeah, you're wearing the Nerdy Things Pod sweatshirt that you can get at nerdythingspod.com fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> at the merch tab what a, what a uh, tim what'd you get did you get something cool oh man i got lots of stuff <clears throat> i'm not even gonna name them all i'm just gonna talk sure. about the the techie kind of things uh because i put some things on a list this year a bunch of them we talked about on our christmas presents gift uh episode so if you guys haven't listened to that yet and you've got some gift cards rolling around you want some ideas go back oh yeah go back Back in time and listen to that episode from a few weeks Go ago. Back in time. Quee wireless charger. Yo. Ooh. This thing's nice. like magic. I love it. It's first of all, it's not very big, but like you just put it down and you just drop the phone on it and it's like boom, instantaneously charging. It's so much fun. I love it. So that's cool. It's so uh, much fun charging your it. phone. I know. It makes charging my phone a blast for a week. I know then it'll be old, but it's still way more convenient. I don't have to like because all right, I have the iPhone 10. And it's the slipperiest phone in the history of the planet. If it is not on a perfectly level surface with no tension, it will move. Wow. Uh, just like on its own. So if I have it on my nightstand, it's like almost impossible to rest it on something and not have it just fall off in the middle of the night. But this thing's got a little rubbery, you know, tactile material to it. It keeps it on there. So that's super convenient. Um, my sister and my brother-in-law were super generous this year. New version of the Amazon Echo. Whoa. With the fabric outside, uh, so it's cooler looking. Oh, you got the Amazon? I'm so sorry. Should have got Google, man. Uh, no, Amazon wow. Echo's awesome. Alexa <laughs> is my friend. Um, we, t- we hang, so I'm, I'm excited to have a closer relationship with her. Um, I also, as part of the Amazon thing. Oops. Dropping stuff. Hold on. So I don't think I've officially said this on the podcast yet, but uh, Tim and Mrs. Tim are having a baby. Whoa. Um, yeah, we are. <laughs> Zelda I guess, awesome. I guess Tim got some like, sound. He opened the <laughs> treasure chest and out comes the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So we're having a baby. So that's kind of cool. Do the end of March. Congratulations. And- Again, back on the Amazon kick, we got their little camera Cloud thing. Cloud cam. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Which my sister said we could use for the baby or the dog. 
Uh, we have another camera on the dog right now when she's in her room. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Sound Pete's headphones. Talked about nice. those in the podcast too. So far, very impressed with the sound quality. Having some issues though. Not sure if I'm going to keep them. Ooh, I like oh. that they're true wireless. One of the reasons why I was most excited was for this moment doing podcasting because you guys see me every week if you watch on YouTube tucking my wire back in here because I like to have one ear open, you know, doing this whole thing. This stays put perfectly fine. When I try and watch video on my iPhone, the Bluetooth latency is yep. obnoxious. Ooh. So I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is I'm going to have to return it and get a different one. But on the computer, it works fine. Like right now, it's fine. I watched the same video. I tried to watch my phone. It was fine. So I got to figure that kind of stuff out. Your your uh, phone is too new for the headphones. Yeah, right. I know. It's too, it's fast. too, <laughs> it's too fast. I don't understand why they can't put a delay. Like um, Netflix can't put a delay in their video and do the audio out of sync so that it syncs up when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. What else did you get, Tim? This is the one that I was looking for. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, <laughs> very nice. It For the is audio awesome. <laughs> what is it? I, it is a Super Nintendo <laughs> Classic Mini, whatever they're all calling it, man. Yes. But it's pretty damn cool. So I plugged it in and there's like a bunch of different video settings because 16-bit games look like garbage on a digital TV and they actually have a CRT setting, which break, creates scan lines and it looks... It's the best retro gaming thing I've seen on a digital TV. It's awesome. I absolutely That's love awesome. it. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, I got a Slytherin notebook. I got, I've been getting a lot of mugs and stuff, but like I have a Keurig, so I'm totally cool with it and I'm drinking coffee right now. But I got like a, a Harry Potter <laughs> cauldron mug and it looks pretty cool. Um, some other Harry Potter stuff, but mainly I got some like alcohol and like, oh, I got an elf shirt. And it's like, nice. I know Santa. Yeah, that's pretty nerdy. From the holiday episode, we talked about Elf on that one. Uh, but a bunch of money. I like money. And a lot of socks. Really? Really? I mean, that's weird. We talk, no, I love socks. <laughs> I, they, my family knows I love socks. So the other cool thing that I got, I actually got a bow tie gifted to me by Tim's mom, an avid <laughs> listener of the podcast. So I am wow. very happy. It made me a very happy man. <laughs> my mom's a sweet lady she is she is because we know kevin's kevin's the tie guy nerdy yeah. ties on <laughs> he Twitter. is the tie guy <laughs> uh, but yeah we got we got a lot of cool stuff if you ha if you got something really cool or super nerdy go ahead and tweet us at nerdy things pod at nerdy things pod or send us pictures tag us like uh tag us like what was the name timothy underscore zen tag us in instagram photos we like that we like seeing y'all do that stuff but i mean i think just a little tidbit right here because it's the holiday season we are very grateful for everybody listening and very and watching we really love what this has become and hopefully 2018 it's going to get bigger and grow and see where this community goes so this is pretty cool so thank you and we really do appreciate uh what everybody's doing with us because it's pretty you got an fun. explosion on that soundboard kev no i don't not yet i'm, I'm scared <laughs> to play it i don't want to screw anything up <laughs> i know sure, right? sure. Um, so don't forget you can reach us on most social media at nerdy things pod. That's nerdy things pod. You can send us an email at nerdy things pod at gmail.com. You can visit our website, nerdy things pod.com for the latest nerdy news updated daily and links to our merch for shirts and more. You see Kevin wearing a shirt. You see Tim wearing a hat that's not for sale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we have a bunch of stuff going up. We have, a uh, the new Star Wars 
NFT. I didn't make a graphic this week because we got two last week, whatever. YouTube, we have a YouTube design. We have a ton of new designs. Go check it out. And you can also text us or leave a voicemail at 978-78-NERDY. That's 978-786-3739. So you can call us in, call, text, whatever. We play the voicemails on the show and all that stuff. So it is time then for the nerdy news. Nerdy news, 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 news. At six (laughs) o'clock. So we have just a little bit of nerdy news this week where it's the holidays. Not a lot happened. Not a lot of announcements coming out. So it's been a pretty slow week. Uh, Nobody wants to like promote their stuff. Uh, and, and go up against Santa Claus. No, exactly. You know, you, I mean, like, can't. it's like, hey, I got this movie that we really want to talk about, but Santa Claus. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> not a real strategically smart move. No, definitely not. But, uh, you know, still some awesome stuff out there. Uh, for example, I I hadn't heard about this before. <laughs> Apparently, there is a Seinfeld point and click game that some dude is working on. I think it says he's in Australia uh, Jacob Generica, and he quit sure. his job. He's been crowdfunding this thing, and it looks absolutely spectacular. Yeah, super. I had down to for share this. this because <laughs> this is this is right up Tim's alley. Like this is a Tim thing if I've ever seen one. I I have no idea what a point and click game is, oh, but <laughs> it's Seinfeld, and I watched the video, and it looks fantastic. So yeah, I'm down. Anything Seinfeld, I'm good with. Yeah, you like this PC is game, bro. This Come is on. such an early '90s looking game. This is definitely like right up there, King's Quest, you know, Legend of Kyrandia. But it's Jerry Seinfeld and Newman and George and Kramer. And I didn't see Elaine, but I I know she's there. Yeah, Elaine's in there. Yep. Uh, I mean, this looks amazing. <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna. I'm gonna relive my childhood so much playing this. It's going to be amazing. I can't so wait. So you hear that? Get, get off PUBG. We were playing the Seinfeld. <laughs> Everybody. We're all going to be there. We're going to start our, our our Seinfeld clan. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're going to have. Get to level 90. We got to get, get the good How armor. How could anybody not like it? We're going to be raiding the restaurant. Like it? It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I really love when. Uh, it's like a nostalgia sort of thing. I think they did that with like an eight bit the room. Uh, we talked about that the other day, but they had a, they have an eight bit the room game, and you're just going through the stuff for the movie. But like, I love when they do that. Whenever you like see familiar things, and it's like, ah, you're in. It's a video game. I'm I'm the guy. I'm the character, or whatever. So it's gonna be super fun. <laughs> you're the but guy. Made me look so fat. You're the man. getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh God! I hope we get a, a pixel art version lying, of George in laughing. his underwear on the on the the settee. George in the underwear—that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You want a Christmas card, George? You didn't get a Christmas card. Here's your Christmas card. <laughs> God, Seinfeld I'll just is quote amazing. Seinfeld forever. Sorry. We're gonna have to do a Seinfeld episode at some point. Yeah, oh, please. that'd be fun. <laughs> do that. Um, <laughs> next thing up in the news, apparently. The Big Sick, the the Amazon movie that was released this year, was it uploaded to Pornhub at some point, and uh, the the star Kumal Nanjani found it. I'm not gonna ask how. I don't care. <laughs> and it's it's apparently under under or it was under the interracial grouping category. Oh no! <laughs> and he um tweeted it out. He was like, "Hey, for anybody that doesn't have Amazon that don't doesn't want to pay for Amazon and you want to see the big sick, it's up on Pornhub. Go check it out." 
And apparently this started a storm at Pornhub where all of the employees were like scouring their database trying to find it to take it down so they wouldn't get sued. Yeah. And, and they tweeted at him because they couldn't find it. And he was like, no, 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 no. I didn't want you to take it down. I'm so sorry. Please just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> they always Continuing do stuff with like the that. Seinfeld theme. Whoever did this, you're a very bad man. <laughs> <laughs> very very bad man it's gonna turn into the seinfeld episode oh boy that's um, yeah but yeah they uh, i i mean it's pretty funny i mean you can definitely just upload whatever you want to pornhub yeah and i mean this isn't the first time like something whatever. like that's happened no yeah. but it's great that he was aware of it and he found it <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty funny let's kind of meta let's in not that dig way. too far into that portion of this no sure no, no. Please. <laughs> um do you think they uploaded bright already to pornhub or no I, I don't know. I actually kind of hope they did. I watched it the other night and yeah. I got I got to take back half of the crap that I gave it oh, uh, leading up to this because it was actually not a bad movie. Like it was oh, yeah. it was actually it it was good. Did you watch it, Jules? No, I haven't yet. I oh. saw your tweets with uh who was it? Was it with William or with somebody? There were some tweets yeah, that it was with you William. or Tim uh were talking about Bright and Yes, you say you didn't like it, or you you said that you liked it. Nobody else, all the critics I hated it. it, I guess. But Kevin, I, did. but if you look at the at the the scores for actual people, it's up. Like it's it's the opposite of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Critics it's hated the anti -Jedi. it. Anti Jedi. The users loved it. Um, honestly, like it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It's a weird world they've created, and there's a a couple of things that happen that never come back. That it's like, wait, why did you spend time introducing this concept and then not explore it at all? You but know, we'll find out in the sequel. Well, that's what that's I'm afraid why. of. But it, I'm kind it, of excited, and and actually, we won't. We won't. None of none of what they brought up is like big enough stuff. It's just <laughs> silly enough that they spent like. So I, you know what? I don't care. I'll I'll talk about this for a second. Sure. There was a scene in it. And this isn't going to ruin anything. But there's a scene in it where they set him, uh, they set Will Smith up, internal affairs shows up and they're like, hey, we need you to carry this, this audio recorder with you because we want you to catch your partner doing something because it's this whole race relations thing and he's the first sure. orc. So that we want you to catch your partner doing anything inappropriate so we can get him kicked off the force. And there's a scene later in the movie where if if Will Smith had an audio recording of what happened, he would have been a hero. And it never came back up. They were he was never like, oh, by the way, I've been recording this whole time. Yeah. No, never. He was just like, you'll you'll have to get me out of this. I I got no other defense. You have the perfect defense. You have a recorder. You <laughs> forget it. It's fine. It's cool. We're cool. But yeah. yeah, speaking of Will Smith, he got an Instagram this holiday season. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess that's what he got. And it's the most hilarious thing if you watch his stories. I think on Twitter, they have a compilation of all his stories put together. I'll probably tweet that, but it's super funny. And he, he got an Instagram. It's great. That's um, what did Will Smith awful. get for Christmas? An Instagram. An Instagram account. <laughs> a million followers. <laughs> oh, boy. On Instagram. But yeah, they already announced a sequel for Bright. It's coming out. I, you know, people Fine. like it. That was Netflix's one of Netflix's big budget movies for this year. And it's, it's all right. Another sequel that is coming. 
Slappy's Revenge. Yes. Uh, the Goosebumps sequel set to shoot in Atlanta. Um, hey, thoughts? Tim. I, I don't know. Tim, did you see Sorry, Goosebumps? I'm on Will Smith's Instagram. Leave no, me no, no. <laughs> you need to pay attention. Did you see okay. Goosebumps with Jack Black? Oh, yeah. I did you like it? To see that. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Okay. It was a, it was a fun movie. <laughs> see, I figured Goosebumps is, a, is another thing that's right up Tim's alley. Tim, sure. are you excited about the sequel? <laughs> That was not the soundboard for that one. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, uh, I think this could be fun. I hope Jack Black's back. That's not confirmed. So yeah. I hope that Jack Black is in this. But yeah, I mean, it was a fun movie and it's, it's for kids and Slappy's kind of terrifying to children. So yeah, everybody needs to be scared every now and then, especially oh at that God. age. Put the fear in them. Goosebumps Slappy was a better me. movie than I thought it was going to be. Like I really, oh, sure. I did not expect it to be any good. Uh, like Bright. <laughs> and, and it just, it was like, it like was, jumanji it was decent like <laughs> spoilers right spoil we'll we'll talk about that in a minute yeah speaking um, of uh scaring children just kind of off topic kind of not yeah go and look for uh an interview that was on conan this week with flula borg oh, if God. you guys don't know who flula borg is he was in pitch perfect 2 he was the German guy. He does YouTube videos where he basically German explains English phrases, which is hilarious. <laughs> but he has this whole uh. discussion about how in Germany, like he's, you, you guys have big uh, happy Santa man. We have many scary team of many scary people to to help uh, children be uh, better behaved during Christmas. And they have like Krampus and like, apparently Krampus. there's a whole team of them. So they, Conan shows this video and it's these parents dressed up as like these terrifying German. Oh God. And this young child, the, the, the picture's probably old because he's got these little tiny like Ladenhosen shorts on or something, but he has this absolutely terrified face. And Conan does, goes, does he look like he's enjoying that? He goes, I don't know, I, but I see a child, child who's not missing behaving this is the point <laughs> i know him from his videos he does a lot of those car yeah. videos the german yeah. stuff the angry so german funny. guy i love him but you gotta check that you gotta check that one out it's really funny <laughs> that's pretty funny uh i like reno 911 i thought that was funny and apparently the cast of that wants to come back for a sequel movie to that which i'm behind i love thomas lennon i was just watching something earlier that he was in last night i watched uh oh I watched Monster Trucks last night. Whoa. Have you guys seen that? Monster Trucks is that movie that came out, I think it was last year, about the kid who finds a giant squid monster and jams it into his truck that didn't have an engine and somehow drives it around. And it is the dumbest movie I have ever watched. <laughs> but it was super fun. Like, it was it was such a, a joy. Hilarious. It was stupid. I didn't expect anything out of it. I got exactly what I expected, and it worked. Um, I see all the tentacles coming out of a monster truck. If oh, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And this is the type of movie that they're they're definitely making a sequel. This Sunday at the Worcester Centrum, Bigfoot, the red car, jumping regular-sized cars. It's a blast. <laughs> Kids, Super Value tickets are just five bucks. <laughs> What's $50? We didn't sell any. Now only 99 cents. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it had Thomas Lennon. It had uh, Chris Traeger. What's his name there? Um, the guy from Parks and Rec. Uh, Rob Lowe. Uh, nice. It had, yeah, it had like a million people in it that I was like, wait, they're in this? The, the kid that played MacGyver, 
in the reboot. Um, just, you know, one after another. It was actually kind of interesting. Eh, hmm. Not that I recommend it, but if you got nothing else to do and someone's got a gun to your head, watch it. <laughs> sure. For for me, I think Reno 911, I don't know if it's in that. I honestly don't know when it ended, but I think it's still in that weird gray period where it's like it's still too early, but then it's still kind of late to where like I want to see it again or I want to see more of it. But I don't know. I, I think they got to either they should have done it already or they got to wait some more years till you know for the nostalgia like oh they're back like whatever because i i don't know if the time's right right now i don't know could be wrong Yeah, but but if you wait too long then they get old and fat and awful looking like paul no. reiser looked in stranger things this past season i mean i'd hate to see him in any sort of reboot or anything like revival but then they can make that into a story a story arc that they're like oh shit they're not ready anymore they're not <laughs> they're, they got fat right but like mad about you ended with a 20 year jump and he wasn't fat and old oh wait they're just going to ignore that because they're reviving mad about you yes who yeah. wanted that nobody Anybody? but they're both they're both attached helen hunt paul reiser they're both in this so it's it's happening it's why it's are they doing back. this i don't know I, I it's really funny because like just last week I was watching Seinfeld and there's that episode where George gets back with Susan and he realizes, why did I do this? And they're in bed and she's like, come on, honey, let's watch Mad About You. And you hear the dun dun, dun dun, dun which is a great theme song. But I thought about it. I'm like, I literally haven't thought about Mad About You nope. since probably 1999. It is nope. for a show that was a massive hit, probably one of the most forgettable sitcoms ever made. It was so, so bland. It really was. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. It was very popular. Don't yeah. want to take that away from it. Nope. I actually like Helen Hunt a lot. I think Paul Reiser is a funny guy, but it is. Have you ever seen it on syndication? No. Like, I've, I've never no, come across it on Freeform or, or any of the local syndicate channels at all. And everything's on syndication. I mean, yeah. King of Queens is on 17,000 times a day. And if you're not as good as King of Queens, you don't you're, deserve a, deserve a reboot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, but sure. see, they, they should reboot it, though, rather than revive it. Like, I'd love to see, you know, instead of Paul Reiser, let's get Paul Rudd. And uh, instead of Helen Hunt, let's get like Dame Helen Mirren or something. That'd be a much better show. Yeah. Seth sure. Rogen. Oh, God. And... I would love to see him Catherine in a Heigl? sitcom again, but like, Why like a get... real adult sitcom, not not like Freaks and Geeks. I think he would be great in that. Like, I'm actually going to be an adult role because it would be oh, so yeah. funny. I, I could I could see that. I could see that. Just throw I don't Kevin know if James could... in there. You said uh, Paul Blart. Get, oh, get him in there. Why He's not? He's busy remaking his other sitcom with a different title. Right. With so the same let's... actress. Nice. After Next he murdered season. his wife. Next season of Kevin Can Wait, we're replacing uh, what's her name with. Uh, uh, what's her name? What's his face there? Uh, hey, we just Will said Smith? his name, Seth Rogen. We're replacing. Seth Rogen. Uh, okay. Yeah, we we're going to replace her with her with Seth Rogen. We're just I was about to say I'd still going. watch that, except for then Lisa Remini would still be in it. Yeah, in which case I no, would not. We're going to replace her with uh, Seth Rogen. She's Actually, out. speaking of Seth, Seth Rogen, <laughs> so she was the one that was going to yeah. take her out and put Seth Rogen in, <laughs> right. not That's Kevin. Exactly James. right. Okay. No, no, no. Kevin James, Seth Rogen. It's going to be great. They're going to be in love. It's going to be a sweet little love story. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, the reboot. No. Why are we continuing yes. to reboot, oh Kevin? We're getting reboots into reboots into reboots. <laughs> Seth Rogen finally got a phone that can handle the internet, so he's back on Twitter. That's what oh he posted God. or something. Yeah, I'm super into fucking celebrities, I guess, but that's that all that's all the news that came out this week where people get 
Instagram, Twitter accounts or whatever. But he was wow. like, yeah, I finally got a phone that could handle the internet. It's like, dude, you have like billions of dollars or millions of dollars. Come on. Get, get yourself an dollars. iPhone. Wow. Yeah. Nah, we, we're doing it's, it it's wrong. It's funny following celebrities on social media, especially during the holidays, because they do share stuff. Like I was talking with a coworker and she's like, oh, I haven't seen Pitch Perfect 3 yet. I was like, oh, yeah, Anna Kendrick's up in Maine right now. Like that, that just sounded really stalkery of me. Like, what the hell is Mm -hmm. that? She's from Maine and she posted a picture in Maine. She's visiting family. But I'm like, that sounded really weird. Yeah. Yeah. How do I know that? Why do I know that? (laughs) Just like you were like, yeah, I watched Jill's go to the Walmart the other day. Right. (laughs) Um, Some more news that I'm pretty excited about. Jodie Whittaker finally took the helm of the new doctor in Doctor Who, if anybody loves Doctor Who, but they did their send-off of Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moffat, and they're gone with the Christmas good special. Good riddance. Well, I like Peter Capaldi, so good riddance to that guy, the other one. <laughs> Forgot his name already. He's gone. Stephen He's in my memory. No, I don't care. But Jodie Whittaker is, back, is now here. She is the doctor. No one can say anything. She's in the episode. She's great. She's going to be great. I'm cool with Perfect. That. Was this the type of thing where they did it in the like last split second and you yeah. don't you see mu- don't see much of her? You see like no, a couple you can seconds even, or you can have even actually see on the Doctor Who Twitter or BBC or something like that. They tweeted the actual two, three minutes of Peter Capaldi changing. Nice. And it's pretty cool. You can see that or you can watch the full episode where the first doctor and the twelfth doctor do some cool stuff. And that that had it was the most watched thing on Christmas Day. Uh, in the in England, so that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Cool, very um, neat. So yeah, all right. So the last bit of news I had this week, kind of big, kind of not. I don't know. So apparently, <laughs> Apple has been throttling older iPhones, and people have been all up in arms about this and freaking out and blah 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 blah. First They've been sued off, a couple times, so it's like yeah. people are like, whoa. But this is this is definitely like one of those flat Earth conspiracy theory type things. They're doing it to make sure that the battery doesn't die prematurely, and that's fine, but apparently also changing the battery fixes the throttling issue, so it's not the end of the world. Like, you can actually go to an Apple store and pay, like, 70 bucks, and they'll change the battery for you. So, get over it. It's not worth suing (laughs) Apple for. Come on. Come on, folks. You've got better shit to do. The lawsuit is not specifically over them throttling the performance, if we're going to call it that. It's not disclosing right? There or you go. giving the customer the option to choose that. Because essentially it's prolonging the life of the phone. The yeah. phone runs slower, but instead of like just randomly dying at 21%, you know, because of a, of a performance spike at that time, it helps conserve your battery at lower battery levels. It's a good thing, really. It's just people want to be pissed about stuff. So that's, I mean, you know, to play the to play the devil's advocate, it's like, well, well, to play the stupid person, actually, it's like, well, they didn't tell me this and I don't know if I want this. Uh, they just they're doing stuff with my phone and I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't. Yeah. Fucking, spoiler alert. Don't mess they're always phone. doing stuff with your phone and your yeah. Alexa. And Let your me give Google. you a hint. You buy an Apple product. Because they do stuff that you don't know about. There right. you go. That's why it works. <laughs> it's magic. If you don't know yeah. about this stuff, that's why you own an iPhone, because this is why it works for you. 
That's right. They do so much stuff under the hood. Like, why Why did my Apple EarPods automatically connect to my phone when I put it next to it? Oh, I don't know. Just magic. Sure. Magic. They, they messed with it. I didn't authorize it. that. Sue them. <laughs> Calm down, George. my phone. Yeah. <laughs> George is getting angry. Yeah. So <laughs> They got so my that's phone. Happening. Apple. I hate Apple. They got my phone. They're slowing it down, Jerry. They're slowing it down. I'm going to talk to that Jobs. He's not there. All right. Who's that guy? Tim Cook. I got him. Tim Cook. There's a there's a Facebook page that I follow called like Seinfeld in San Antonio, but it takes like San Antonio type things and puts it into like Seinfeld. It's great. It's it's there was there was one that did that with modern day stuff too, where it was just like all of them reacting to stuff that's happening now. I love yeah. that. I, I love and it's that like a lot. cell phone conversations oh, yeah. and text stuff that would happen between them on the show. It's pretty funny. It's, it's like, all funny. right, I can tell, I can take that. I can see that. Definitely. <laughs> um, that's a show. If they want, I mean, Jerry would never do this because he's so particular about his comedy and his legacy, but if they ever wanted to reboot a show, that would be the show that would translate because you have a whole new generation of stuff to talk about. That show was all about, what is culturally relevant in this moment? What are the everyday things that are relevant now? Well, time jump 20 years later, we have a whole new batch of stuff to talk about. Sure. That show could work. Yeah, but George would be dead of a heart attack. Sign, uh, Kramer's in prison for snorting bath salts. Like it just, they wouldn't get him back together. <laughs> for sure. So that's all we got for the news. That's it. Um, there wasn't too much going on, like we said, because it was the holiday season. But this week... In the main topic, we're talking about the new Jumanji movie. Well, let's, you know what? It's time for the main topic. All right. So for this week's main topic, we're going to be talking about Jumanji. And we do have some special guests with us this week. We have Charlie and Jordan from the Rock Talk podcast with us. Say hi, guys. Hey, this is awesome. Thanks so much for having us on. This is, we are stoked to talk about this movie. Really Good. excited. Really excited. Well, we're very happy to have you guys here. And uh, let me see. Tim, uh, why don't you lead the discussion to start? Uh, sure. So, uh, uh, Jordan, Charlie, why don't you guys kind of introduce yourselves uh, in whatever fashion you see fit? Jordan, go ahead and start us. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, I am. My name is Jordan Rummel. Uh, I am one of the, the two hosts of Rock Talk here. Uh, big fan of The Rock. As you might have guessed uh, by One the podcast, uh, you know Charlie and I are good friends. Uh, I moved down here to New Orleans. I uh, left him. We used to both live in D.C. I'm currently a writer when I'm not doing Dwayne Johnson related podcasting, uh, and just couldn't again again couldn't be more excited to be with you guys. Uh, I'm also I wanted to just note uh, I thought this might be of interest to all of you. I was the captain of the Emerson College, my alma mater, uh, varsity Quidditch team. Uh, Whoa. That's amazing. <laughs> Seemed okay. like it might be I'm like a, a, that's a relevant item to bring up. Yep. Yeah. That's as, going as a on guy the who proposed on the Hogwarts Express, oh, I, I, have, uh, I am, we are kindred spirits, I can tell. This is fantastic. Two Harry Potter <laughs> tattoos right there. There you go. Uh, oh so, uh, awesome. it's a thing. Yeah. Love and it. I think those two are nerds, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that all works. Uh, yeah, my name's Charlie Guile. Uh, I live in D.C., but I'm from Oklahoma City. Uh, I currently uh, work for the uh, left-wing fake news media uh, <laughs> up here, 
And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, like Jordan said, we're big rock fans. Uh, and it all kind of culminated with uh, <clears throat> watching the Fast and Furious movies and branched out from there. So now, uh, as far as I can tell, we outside of like Dwayne Johnson's inner circle of like employees are the only people, uh, you know, devoting hours and hours of our weeks <laughs> to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I couldn't be happier about it. Well, as, yes. as a group of guys that do a general nerdy kind of pop culture topic, we probably spend at least five to ten minutes a week on the the rock anyways. That's just <laughs> how in this culture yeah. he is. And that's kind of what brought us to you guys. So, all right. First question I have for you guys, a very important one. Peanut butter or caramel M&M's? Oh, God. Peanut butter. You're on about oh. this. Ease. Immediately okay. peanut butter. It's not even... Yeah, yeah, and they peanut- have to be in a fr- in like a. I need them like chilled. I like them like in a fridge for a period oh, of time. I didn't realize yeah. I was with a candy sommelier here, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I've really had the caramel M and M's very much. But I, I guess I'll have to pick peanut butter. But if I'm gonna have a peanut butter bite sized candy uh, covered candy, I'm I'm gonna get uh, Reese's pieces. If it's good enough for ET, okay. it's good enough for me. You mean Reese's pieces? We've had this conversation before. We're have I don't want to have it again today. Yeah. <laughs> it's not pronounced Rice's Pisces. I've been screwing it up. That's my mistake. Ra- Find me too? one what? man named Reese, and I will agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on about this on Instagram. What's this about? What's this 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 deal? Yeah, I, Tim? You know what? Listen, I'm a huge peanut butter and chocolate guy. Reese's peanut okay. butter cups, my childhood favorite. Uh, candy. I love the peanut butter M and M's. We used to put them in the microwave, Jordan. That was our thing. Like when wow, the so microwave, warm so them like what yeah, is, when you crunch wow. in through that shell, wow. it's just a peanut buttery. Nobody gooey, does that. Delicious. <laughs> All right, it's amazing. You just had you know trial and error. You had to go to you know first you try third degree burns in your mouth, and then you work yeah. your way down to something. Yeah, that's we totally palatable. like burned them first time. Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Oh. Um, but the, the caramel ones are awesome. And I saw them side by side at Target the other day, and I said I just need to get people's thoughts. And I, I wouldn't argue against peanut butter. I love them. But it was like a landslide. It was like 83%, 17%. It was just astonishing to me that the landslide that occurred on that. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like peanut butter M&Ms are a more established candy. I feel like, you know, the yeah. caramel ones are, you know, they're they're the up and comers. They're punching above their weight. <laughs> uh, but they're, you know, they're not as well known. Now, I know peanut butter. I understand it. Uh, I've you been know around them personally. We've mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> been friends for years. But but nice. caramel, I just don't. You know. Yeah, I fear change. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm, I know. I'm what I should branch out, block. branch out of your social circle, introduce yourself to the caramel, and, and see <laughs> see where that relationship takes you. You know. See, Jordan and I have these sort of conversations, uh, but it's not really so much candy as it is just like questions that we'll think about and we'll ask some of our friends. Uh, like one of the big ones that really almost tore our friend group apart up here in DC is whether or not lizards have lips. Right. Uh, we ended up asking uh, a herpetologist, the head of a herpetologist society. Oh. Uh, and then we ended up going to Harvard for an answer. Uh, it was really a month long ordeal. And I'm happy wow. to say, I feel like old wounds are, are, are healed and uh, we've gotten past it. That could have been a whole podcast. Josh should have recorded that. <laughs> that whole, we like, lost like legitimately five or six friends from that <laughs> discussion alone. Like we are alone now. Wow. You know so what? Do they, they have deserved, lips? If, well, they have lips. They yeah, do yeah, have yeah, lips. Yeah. They absolutely okay. have They lips. have, oh, wait. Are we talking about lizards here? Are we the talking lizards, about the people yeah, the that we lost? 
The friends that we lost, they have you, lips. You they have lips. lips. Okay. Because, yeah. Good to know. Right. Lizards important. don't have lips. No, well, no. Lizards don't no. have lips. I will bring up that email from the Harvard guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Oh, God. We didn't necessarily need to. Anyway, you guys don't need to have an opinion unless, uh, you know, that yours is that they don't have lips. Um, but... Anyway, yeah, we have. I have no opinion too. on that. I don't think I've seen a lizard in person, so I don't know. I'll back to lizard lips is an insult. No. So I, I mean, that's my only thought on that is that you, people say lizard lips, and that's lizard apparently lips. an insult. So. Wait, oh, they do? Thing, yeah, right. Well, because yeah. it's a but thing. Anyways, because they have you, you know, saying that that <laughs> should be that. a podcast would bring us to our next question. What got you guys into podcasting? Uh, you know, it was really a. Something that we weren't super familiar with. I I listen to pod. I always listen to podcasts. I've liked them for a long time, and I've always been kind of interested in um, how it relates. You know, it's, it's sort of a new media, even though it's similar to like a radio show or something like that. It it appeals to uh, younger people, to millennials or whatever. And uh, working in media, I'm always I'm interested in in new um, formats. Yeah, absolutely. This, yeah, this, whenever. Uh, Tim, well, I'm oh, sorry. I think we're on a bit um, of a delay on this end. Yeah, sure. I could not hear if anybody's talking. Anyways, so yeah, the when Tim kind of, <laughs> when Tim kind of just like brought it to us, like guys, there's this podcast about the rock. It's called Rock Talk, and y'all have to listen to it. And we're like, what? Because we already had been talking about The Rock pretty much every episode. And it's like a whole thing about him doing all these movies and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, there's a whole podcast dedicated to it. And it was like, <laughs> all right, let's check it out. And then it was like really well produced. Good on y'all for that because it sounds phenomenal. And y'all's intro, it's super ska. So I'm like, all right, I do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like super, super chill. So, and y'all are just talking about The Rock. And I was listening to y'all's uh ballers mini episode one of the latest ones and i i really do think you need to keep it going i i you know at least for the first season it's a good show it's i mean if you if you really liked entourage it's more on the entourage side like y'all were saying but um it's at least for the first season it's interesting i don't know about the subsequent seasons but yeah so how did you make it past Rob Cordry dropping a, a hard R N bomb in episode three? <laughs> that that was like that was what kind of got me hooked. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I I didn't take it I didn't take it super serious. That's what I think it was. I just kind of knew right off the bat they're gonna be playing with a ton of money, kind of like they did in Entourage. It's just gonna be like, all right, cool, whatever, and they just kept going with it and. I was like, oh man, that's, that's a huge thing. And, and yeah, I don't think, you know, kind of like, uh, Fast and the Furious. I don't think we have to, we can take it serious. Just go with it. And I just went with it and it was good for the first season. Okay. All right. Well, we're really glad you guys reached out about Dwayne Johnson, uh, because for us, he is just a fascination, you know, culturally, uh, in cinematically, his celebrity, his, the, the argument over whether or not he has sex appeal. Like, great. So, so why? To... Why Dwayne Johnson? Well, because he's, oh he's everything, right? He is, yeah. he is at the intersection of popular culture. I mean, he's, he's, uh, reached a peak that so few people have been able to reach in terms of when you decide to merge athletics, uh, and singing to a, a degree and acting. I mean, he's a once in a generation talent that, uh, he, I mean, he's like the showman of our times. 
yeah the and most electrifying man in entertainment exactly Absolutely. exactly and and that's that's apt um there's this vice article that we brought up on our show a couple of weeks ago that really is uh what we think uh sort of the um it boils down basically our mission it's a great um a great vice article called enormous man still alive is great why we all love the rock uh, and basically, it boils down to we all kind of wish we were that charming, that strong, that funny. It, it, it works. And when uh, he was 2016's highest paid actor and sexiest man alive, come on. It all came together for me. They you don't know, know my me, vote was for but Tim, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I was going to say. My vote was for Tim. But, there you go. You know, that's okay. Uh, next yeah. year he can always get him next year I, I i wanted to channel my inner zoolander and just keep a straight face and be like but why dwayne johnson but i can't <laughs> i can't do it see okay so this is something that we've when we have guests on our show we always ask them is do you guys find him like like sexy like obviously we'd all love yeah. to like be that muscular or whatever <laughs> but to me he is such a car- so cartoonishly muscular and like superhero like action figure uh, looking that sexuality doesn't even factor into it and we've asked female friends of ours male friends of ours and we get mixed results so what do you guys think so i have an admiration for his physique and the dedication that it takes to get there like so i follow the rock on you know all social media platforms and i just love watching his cheat days the guy oh, does nothing the small today was you know <laughs> Yeah, like 16 pancakes, two dozen chocolate chip cookies. Like, <laughs> goes at everything. But it's because that was preceded by 45 days of eating nothing but white fish, bananas, oh, so much shakes. <laughs> like, when he did uh, Painting Game with Wahlberg, mm-hmm. they posted a picture of the frid- their fridges, and it was oh just Tupperware God. containers of protein. Oh, like, Jesus. In all forms. So I have an admiration for his physique, but I'm more of a face guy, mm. and I don't know... Like there's something about him that like if I was gonna say sexy, it wouldn't be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But yeah. there's plenty of women that disagree. Women aren't necessarily the best judges of men's looks, but you know, whatever. I'll give it to him. You know? <laughs> it's so, almost as so, if looks are subjective. It's weird. Whoa, that's so weird. Concept. No way. That's it. Um, so I'll probably say because uh, I did watch Ballers, and you all did mention his suits. Everybody mentions it mentions the suits that he wears and stuff. I think that's when he is the most uh sexiest i guess so if you had to i i don't i just see him like as super cool and yeah. suave but in those suits it's like oh okay i can kind of see the sex appeal with like the <laughs> he's always fixing his uh his cuffs for some reason yes. that's such a, yeah. that's such a to not to use the cuffs. word but that's a baller move when you're wearing yeah. a suit and you're like <laughs> fixing your cuffs and the watch is showing that's like mm-hmm. that 24/7. is ooh, one of the things that we've stuff. noticed especially with ballers is that they always show him get it like just getting out of like one of these supercars and walking away like you never see him actually into it and we suspect it's because he can't actually fit <laughs> into them and funny story from pain and gain uh they couldn't fit him in this car that they had uh they barely got him in but uh, if you look he's like passing riding shotgun and mark Wahlberg's like little pontiac fiero and his eyes are at like the top of the windshield level <laughs> I mean, that's it's funny you mentioned Pain and Gain in particular for the fridge, because that movie by far, that's kind of the bar by which we have uh, measured his fitness per movie. That's really peak Dwayne Johnson. I would say Fast Five, Fast Seven 
is in that realm of like superhero esque mm-hmm. strength, but mm-hmm. pain and gain is is next level freakish and and wet. It's also very oh, wet. He's so sweaty. <laughs> so <laughs> the scene in Fast uh, in Fast Five where he and Vin are facing off under the bridge Ooh. for the first time. You see how The Rock gets to that place, and it's just him riding in a car. But yet, when he shows up to confront Ven, he is trenched, head to toe, <laughs> top to bottom, in sweat. And it it brings up a, an interesting thing. Like, I want to be, I want that to be my job is to spray The Rock down before he shoots scenes. That is my job. We've wow. tweeted Part multiple of- times at him trying to get that position. I don't know what the holdup is. Uh, he's, he's got yeah. he's got some people in his inner circle that he already trusts with that. <laughs> he, there's a hunger yeah. game like try out for it. You don't want it. He's like, I'm the yeah. bottle guy. That's just me. You know? <laughs> Something that, that was interesting was, I mean, we're going to get into the Jumanji talk a little bit later in a little bit, but he was a little wet in that and he was playing a video game character and I was like, he's he's sweating? He's wet? Well, like, he's in is, the jungle. You know? He's sweaty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's human. Yeah, but Dwayne Johnson's been part consistently of his wet good looks. since like 2010. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. it's he's just, never been completely dry since 2010. Okay. Well, the, the whole physique thing was interesting because when he first got into movies, they told him he couldn't be too big because right. it was it was intimidating or it, it was an imbalance in the the framing of the shot. And then once he became such a big star, it was like, dude, get bigger and bigger. And a lot of this <laughs> has to do with I think uh, his comp- his competitive nature is so intense that I think it was in Fast Six. Ludo was in really good shape in that movie and he was on one of the late night shows and he's like, dude, I'm around the rock. Like I can't not try and raise my game. So yeah. when you put him and, and Wahlberg together, who's also like ridiculously ripped and, and Anthony Mackie is jacked in that movie too. Yeah. yeah, right. And they're just like, you can tell it was a whole thing preparing for the movie where the two of them were just like, I can get bigger than you. No, I can get bigger than you. You may be a foot taller than me, but I can get bigger than you. You know, it was just this yeah. thing that they had going, which was cool. We find ourselves always kind of going back to pain and gain because it stands out as like kind of a singular movie in the rocks filmography in that he allows himself to be a flawed character which is something you don't see a ton in in rock movies um he kind of always has to be everything to everybody uh but in this movie it's this i mean as far as michael bay movies go a low budget movie uh where he plays a cokehead uh (laughs) and it's a dark comedy he like straight up kills people it's Really, really interesting. I believe that Pain and Gain is the movie that Snitch aspired to be. It's 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 basically an indie, um, but it still allows him to be a badass, but in this different, flawed, very flawed kind of way. You're you're talking as if everyone here has seen Snitch, and the only reason that we have is because we just covered it because it's yeah. our sworn duty. <laughs> Guys, don't don't watch Snitch. Okay. okay. Not a good move. Ooh. Noted. Unless you're a big Susan Sarandon fan, a real Saran head. Ooh. Saran That's a thing. Wow. She has a fandom. Huh. It's called the Saran heads. Saran Saran rappers. Yeah. What are what are the rocks fans called? Does he have uh, what is it, jabronis? That, that, yeah, that well, that's what, that's what we call ourselves. Yeah. I, know that, yeah, I know that's what you call yourselves, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I mean, it probably human because yeah. You mean everyone every human on, on this Earth? Earth loves <laughs> the rock. Everybody likes him. He's like the guy. He's like one of the only guys that like pretty much ninety nine percent of the world likes him. And that's and why like, we, you know, we have. And then there's Vin Diesel. We've Vin. Uh, Leave Vin out of this. Vin is family. <laughs> um, we have looked uh, seriously into Dwayne Johnson's political ambitions uh, because of that universal likability. 
there's a chance there. You know, he kind of skews across both blue collar and white collar in a way that nobody else really does. So it's funny you say that you know, his appeal is universal uh, and he's kind of been, you know, teasing a possible run, but we don't think it's so crazy. I think nope. you got to wait like 10, 15 years. You got to he's got to get into his advanced years before I think he can settle down into that role. Uh, but I could totally see it from a personality standpoint. You, like you said, universally appealing. We need Who him to do a kindergarten cop remake first. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh. Except for didn't they already just do one with Jean-Claude Van Damme a few years ago? Did they? Did they? I Ooh, think I'd they like remade that. kindergarten. All right. Cop. Now I got another movie. Oh, I I'm going to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so Check speaking that of that, we had a conversation about casting because, you know, all of our casting conversations usually end up coming back to The Rock. But this and was John an interesting Cena. one for mm. us. Yeah. And John Cena, because he's the anti-rock. Um, <laughs> I'm not a wrestling guy. The Rock won me over. I was so like when he first came into film, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Scorpion King, you put a wrestling thing in the middle of the movie. And then when he did uh, the sequel to Get Shorty there, um, he won me be over. Be cool. Yeah. Be cool. Thank you. When that he is one Vince movie Vaughn's we haven't assistant. covered yet. Yeah. Oh, you got to. I would love to be on for that. If you got like just throw <laughs> for it out sure, there. Yeah. Awesome. Because Go that movie won Tim inviting me himself onto over. podcast. <laughs> I've been a huge Rock fan ever since. So um, so we always talk about casting with him. He-Man. Can he be He-Man? If anyone wants to see a He-Man movie, I'm not sure there's much of an appetite out there I think, for it. And I think there's a risk. You know, they tried with him with Hercules. And I think that right. that's in a similar vein. Um, but He-Man, mm-hmm. I think if you played up, if you, I think a campy He-Man would work. I think Right. right very, but yeah. he has been very resistant to camp. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think he, I think that he thinks he's above it in a weird way. I'm not um, sure yeah. he, uh, mm, I'm not sure he understands it. <laughs> it's a it. That right. nuance doesn't exist in I, his mind. He's I too think, genuine. Yeah, you know, he's okay. too genuine yeah. of a guy to like get to that sarcastic level to where camp would work. Sure, I think the biggest stretch for him was Jumanji and playing this character and being that kid. And I don't see him going beyond that. I think so. Yeah, I don't know if if they can get him to do it, that would be kind of cool. I know there's a lot of nerds that would love that movie, but <laughs> right. well, yeah, I I think. From here on out, he's only doing projects through his production company, Seven Bucks Productions. Uh, so that was one of the things that, you know, for the future of rock movies, we were concerned about because the first movie that they did was Baywatch, and that was a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Baywatch ruined so, this past summer for me, single-handed. <laughs> <laughs> ruined summer 2017. Wow. <laughs> oh, come on. All the dick jokes were spot on. Oh, my God. Actually, all right, as bad as all the dick jokes were... The, to me, the craziest thing was the fact that David Hasselhoff reprised his character to do a cameo, but his character's name was the same as The Rock's name, yep. Mitch Buchanan, and they mm-hmm. acted like it was no big deal. Like as we if you weren't about that. Like, yeah. combining timelines. <laughs> yeah, what uh, universe do all these people exist in? I was Yeah. <laughs> Pam Anderson did the same thing in that movie. Mm. Yeah, that's right. At the end of the movie. Oh god, yeah. that movie's oh it just makes me mad. <sighs> it was really about terrible. It. It could I'll, have been I'll great blame if that on campy. Efron, though. I'll just Efron. put it on him. No, was, Efron was not at fault. That well, whole movie. You can always blame it on Efron. You can, that's like <laughs> kind of my, my thing. Whether like, he's at like fault or not, he's Trump. at fault. Trump. So, well, yeah, it's, on, per- it's, Ef- it's on Efron. Well, it's you know, fault. former Disney Channel stars, they get the blame. So that's why Nick Jonas and Jumanji, we have to give all the credit to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. All right, are we going to get into this? Are we just going to start Jumanji now? Let's talk about Jumanji. All right. 
Um, so the way we kind of do it is we do like a non-spoiler talk. We give kind of our opinions about the movie without getting too much into story. That's like five minutes and then we'll get into actual spoilers, talk about the story and if it made sense or if it's canonical or whatever. So uh, this is non-spoiler talk. I guess I'll lead it. I was fairly entertained by it. It was an entertaining movie um, that I had the half a crowd going. They were laughing. It was it was you know it was fun it was interesting it, it kept the story going and and i mean i, I got nothing it's entertaining perfect i was cool with it yeah i saw it last night as i went to a five something showing of it theater was almost absolutely full uh i actually went and got tickets early and had to go back because three quarters of the theater was full and i have to physically go and get tickets so movie pass uh, I, I want yeah thing, Kev. i wanted to make sure that i got my seats I bought my so, Pitch Perfect tickets for 9.45 tonight at 10 o'clock this morning. It's just how yeah. you're going to do with movie sets. <laughs> so. That's how you got to roll. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was honestly, it was a great experience also because of the audience. And I think I was probably like the average age of the people in there too. There wasn't a single child in the theater when we saw it. It was all just was people my age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting because it's a family friendly movie, but it definitely skewed older. Yeah, um, it did. And this movie could have been so bad. There were so many pitfalls that it could have fallen into being, you know, uh, in the spirit of a remake of a movie that a lot of people like. But I will argue, if you go back and revisit it, it's also a piece of garbage. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's not a good it's, movie, I like but we all, we all hold it close to our hearts because, oh, yeah. you know, we were of a certain age. Uh, and, w- you know, it, it was just awesome. Um, so when everyone heard that, when they announced that this movie was going to be made, there was such a severe backlash online that I went in with the lowest of low expectations. <laughs> I mean, they were even like, they were just talking about like, they had some shots of the costumes and Karen Gillan's, you know, what she's wearing. Oh my God, this is sexist, whatever. They didn't eat before the storyline even came out that it was going to be about a video game. I don't think that's a spoiler, but they were talking about how Dwayne, how everybody looks and all that stuff. And it's like, just, just wait. So there was a ton of, you know, crazy stuff because yeah, like you said, a lot of people love this movie. And I, I mean, it's one of the movies I've seen like, probably 10 times on TBS. I mean, I just love watching it. It's just like super fun, some super fun stuff. And, and yeah, it might be like, doesn't make much sense or anything, but it's super fun and entertaining. And well, I it's think an iconic role for Robin Williams. And now that Robin Williams yes. is gone, it's, you know, it, it, it holds an even greater place in my heart. So when they were going to remake it initially, I was like, what are they going to do? And then I actually allowed myself because the rock is a human hype train. Right. So I allowed myself to to get on board. And so the closer it got to this movie, like when they first announced it, I'm like, no, thank you. And then the closer it got, I'm like, uh, uh, all right, I really want to see this movie, you know, and my wife was excited about it and all this kind of stuff. And I went to see it last night and I was surprised we had a couple of kids, but it was mostly adults. I'm going to tell you guys about a third to maybe further in the movie. I'm like, this is a dumpster fire. Like, <laughs> do I have to keep sitting through this? Whoa. Oh, shut your mouth. Hold on. Wow. Hold on. We'll, and we'll get into specifics later, I guess, because I don't want to spoil anything. But when Jack Black fell from the sky, the whole thing changed. That was the turning point for me. When Jack Black fell from the sky, and I knew I'd already seen that scene in the trailer, but he delivered throughout. I love Jack Black. I love Jack Black in this movie. If 
it wasn't for Jack Black, I would be having a totally different conversation with you guys about this. So he was great. He was yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree that he was absolutely fantastic. It was mm-hmm. a role that I mean, this has been out there, so this isn't a spoil either that but that he's playing a teenage girl. And that could have been done on such a basic level that it could have been going for cheap laughs. But, at, mm-hmm. you know, about halfway through this movie, I start like I buy it. I yeah. somehow yeah. I buy it. Mm-hmm. It he convinced was, you he was a teenage girl. It, w- it wasn't yeah, just a absolutely. Bold he had the mannerisms, but it was masterful by Jack Black. <laughs> I kind yeah. of agree, like not to be cheesy about it, but it was the performance of his career, no question I, about it. Well, I love that uh, Bernie, that Richard Linklater movie that he was in. Yeah, to yeah. me, that's that my favorite Jack oh, Black movie. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. going to be but in other Polka that, King soon. Other than we'll that, see about but, that one. you well, know, School it, of Rock it really... is fantastic. But but this from a from a performance standpoint, from what it took from from some chops, you know, this this was good. So I went and saw this movie last night. Uh, I was the only uh, non-parent or child in the theater. Um, I was also the only person who dressed up. Uh, so there was multiple <laughs> like a suit or like I was dressed up as uh, Dwayne Johnson's care. I was draped up as small. In your safari, oh, I saw it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, without saying anything Did you else, wear your bald cap? I did not wear, I didn't wear my, <laughs> I have a Vin Diesel bald cap that I break out for Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, without saying anything else sense. about the film, I think that this was both the single most important movie that Dwayne Johnson's ever done. Uh, and if not the best, the sec- it's a, for me, it's a top three. I mean, without, without question in both its importance and how far it surpassed my expectations and i think as we'll see the expectations of america this was uh, like will be will go down as a legendary dwayne johnson film wow that's interesting so i guess uh the general consensus is that everyone should go see it so far oh absolutely everybody it, should go check this movie out yeah yeah i think so I, it's my endorsement be is one contingent upon you knowing that you have to sit through the first portion to get to the part that's good don't give up. Don't walk out. Just just power through. <laughs> I related to the to the one teen girl because I was like, yeah, I get it. I get that. No filter hashtags, all that stuff. That's me, guys. <laughs> yeah, great. Totally so me. Jules is a teenage girl. Media. Great. Yeah. All the all the words. I was like, oh, I say that. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> the selfie but, um, stick. The whole you know yeah, setting the up sel- the coffee cup next to you on your <laughs> your settee. You it know was, this, Tim. It, it was all Jules. <laughs> That's all me. That's but that's true. So extra. That's true. Yeah, super extra. Yes, I taught Tim what extra meant. Okay, so <laughs> this uh the end of non-spoilers talk. Let's talk some spoilers. Let's dive into this world of Jumanji. So how did you buy this that this board game made this it learned that this can be made into a video game? It's like, hmm, nobody's gonna play me anymore. I'm gonna make myself a video game. Did you uh, buy that? I yeah. gotta start, yes. Yes, yeah. I bought yep. it. It's magic. It's okay. a magical item that is there to trap people. That learned code. Yes. What else is sure. it going to do? I had no problems with the board game, video game logic. <laughs> Zero. Moving this. on. <laughs> <laughs> Stamp that it. Was We're the done. First, okay. That was the first moment where I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like That's where yeah. it really started to lose me. And then it comes out in this like cartridge that fits into some sort of 1996 atari 2600 like, it, that's exactly what it was even that machine 
that plays Game Boy games. Like, it was an Atari 2600 that somehow existed in 1996 that played Game Boy Advanced games. What is this? No game? problem. No, I, no apparently, problem. they couldn't get the Nintendo licensing. No, I guess yeah. not. It was a ColecoVision. No. <laughs> wow, that's I mean, a deep it, cut. It had that like wood paneling on the top. I don't recognize what console that was. I oh, it swear wasn't. those it were was PlayStation controllers to start. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then it, they, it the controllers to kind of changed. Like an yeah. And I don't like the one thing I won't ever understand about that is so the game changes into the cartridge, stays inside the game box. He puts the cartridge in the console, and then when we get the time jump and the kids are playing with it at the school. Somehow the whole console is Jumanji themed. The console had the giant crystal from the middle of the That's board true. game yeah. on it. So I don't understand. <laughs> Only like, plays I, one game. I think that kinda they took kind over. of like maybe maybe it did take over completely, but I think they kind of missed a, a point of the story there. It latched itself on to the console and took over its, <laughs> its DNA and yep, when yeah. it, when the green light flashed in in the house, that's when the crystal appeared there. So you missed that, Kevin. Oh, okay. I got to really I said, "Oh no." <laughs> really? <laughs> but I don't so, yeah. know. I feel like we could really split hairs on the logic of this. Yeah, show. Uh, yeah guys, yeah. Like, no, that, that is totally what cool. we are here. We, we are in a Jumanji movie for children. <laughs> like that is why we're there to accept things right. like that. Sure. Okay. And no, and, and I'm with uh, you. <laughs> something else that we're just going to accept is that this is in the same universe as the very first one. Uh we saw that with the actual board game and then we saw that where it the uh jonas his character stayed in adam parishes where he stayed and this is the same jungle i mean this is really interesting and and definitely uh uh just a continuation and 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 is it it, though i don't know that was is it so i don't think this movie like asked that of us to believe that it's in the same universe but I mean, he's right. Alan Parrish's name was carved into the thing. He said Alan Parrish built the house. But at the same time, he's fighting the same villain that looks and acts completely different. They're both uh, fighting against a Van Pelt. So sure. I'm kind of confused. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm asking a lot of this movie. This I get a video that. game Van Pelt. I accept that. Video game Van Pelt. It's I almost saw it character. as like episodic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. I saw this as not so that much a continuation, sense. but like this, I could see like I'm just like ten more Jumanji that movies that all exist have with the same problems. With. Okay. Were we working on a delay there? Yes, yeah, we got a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think we're back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah, that I mean, those are two problems that some people might bring up with this movie, and I don't know if you'll have any other issues with the movie and then we'll just talk about some some good things but um i'm just gonna say like again the whole first part was to me was like really lame like don't get me wrong i'm with you i understand it's a kid's movie kind of although when you recreate something that was from a, a current generation's childhood you know that you're trying to appeal to them too um and i think it went a little too far in some cases as at putting itself past kid level but just the whole scenes in the high school, none of that rang authentic. I didn't no. like the football character. They they didn't give you reason why he and his friend there stopped being friends. They didn't have any no. type of yeah. chemistry. The, the the teenage 
both of the teenage girls, like none of that rang true. That the principal giving them life lessons before detention, like all of that. This at this this is at this point where my eyes are like they've already hmm. rolled in the back of my head. They're coming around the other side again, and I'm about to start the second rotation. But but then they go into the game system, and that's kind of when the page <laughs> I, turns a little bit. Yeah, I guess I'm closer to that age group because I felt that I was like. Okay, this is how it goes. This is what it was. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, like... they were all stereotypes. This, I mean, that part of the movie wasn't breaking any new ground. And no. I, I guess neither. I mean, this movie really this wasn't movie doesn't, either. No, <laughs> it was adequate. I mean, the movie starts off essentially with um, the opening Breakfast scene Club. from It, because we've got uh, Georgie in the raincoat walking down the street, sees the weird house, <laughs> you know, goes to school, gets caught cheating, and uh, you know everything else was just sort of to get them to the game and tim's right like for me that's when it really started because you've uh-huh. got you got maui nebula nacho libre and kevin hart and you can't <laughs> go wrong with that i love how kevin hart doesn't have like an iconic role for you <laughs> i checked believe me i double checked what's this uh, calvin something from central calvin, intelligence yeah. yeah exactly what am i gonna no I mean, one's gonna know that but he's also no, just no. been playing the same bit in every movie he's ever been in yeah. almost Pretty everything much. he's in he's named kevin or or, or some, something <laughs> close or to kevin, that yeah. it's yeah calvin is close he everything else it was like kevin no last maybe he name. doesn't kevin. respond to names that are completely different he just can't it's like that doesn't register with him he That's doesn't have a flaw. synapse issue he just can't yeah I will say character wise, though, across the board, I really liked everyone. Uh, I will say that Kevin Hart probably was on the lower end of that. But every single uh, character I felt sort of took on their characteristics from their teenage selves. Uh, So I I really especially Karen Gillan's character. She had the same mannerisms as that kid. uh, Talked the same, used the same vocabulary. Thought that was great. I mean, all of yeah, them. Yeah, the way she kept covering herself, I, everything, like all of it, the mannerisms were spot on. The like, only problem yeah, I had with fantastic. her uh, in her role, so she plays Nebula, right? And I know a lot of what Nebula does is, is CGI, but she looked remarkably unathletic for someone who has a physique like that. Like when she ran, it was very awkward. It was it was almost... Um, What's that girl? She's from, no uh, Tom Cruise when it comes to running. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. No one is. What's her name from, uh, from, from the... Oh, why is my brain not working tonight? Transformers. Can't think oh, of her name. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Megan Fox is my benchmark for, for people that look like they're running on a treadmill. The, the limbs are flailing in all the right ways, but she's just not going anywhere. And that's <laughs> the vibe I got from, from her in this movie. Like, So her acting was great, but I'm like... You look the part, but you're really not moving like an action hero in any way, shape, or form. So you so didn't buy the physicality of the female actress that was asked to be like the most physical in this movie. Like that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Even over Dwayne Johnson, actually, I think that the 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 stunts that she was doing, uh, they one problem I had is that they kind of came and went. So sometimes she's like running super fast, doing flips, and then other times she's just running. Right. Uh, kind of really. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but you know, you said that she looked the part, so let's get into the, you know, that was one of the problems that people had before this movie came out was that, oh, there, it's just going to be another trope. Um, and I feel like they actually kind of have a point. They, they addressed it. They made a joke about it, but it was a way that they thought that they could kind of have their cake and eat it too. Addressing the fact that she's dressed ridiculously yeah. sexist. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's not like they changed it. They put the, <laughs> no. uh, by the, the end, the she embraced jacket it around her waist. Yeah. Right. I also think it's a video game. I think that's actually pretty accurate 
Like I actually, I mean, yeah, I, Laura Croft. I bought like every, yeah, exactly, exactly. Laura Croft. Like it was, I thought it was a spot on. I don't know. I in 1996, I, that is the only female video game character we know. So right. if we're well, going to do it, would have been more pixelated. Well, true, yeah, I was just thinking it should have been pyramids in the some polygons yeah. area. But uh, yeah, I mean, so they, ha- I think they had to go that way, and it did stick with the theme of of flipping the actual character on her head. You know, she was totally the opposite of that in real life, just like Kevin Hart was, you know, seven feet taller than his actual <clears throat> person in the video game. You know, so they they did that with all the characters, and that was just the way to do it. So I. I didn't have a problem with it, especially because she did keep covering herself up. She she did have that insecurity. She did, you know, acknowledge how ridiculous it was. But she didn't just go off and then live her life. She actually made attempts to to cover herself, which I, you yeah. know, all right, that's cool. I I, I buy that. That's that's kind of neat. So so as this movie went on, there was like, I mean, we're all kind of nerdy here. I mean, we all do podcasts oh, or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, except Kevin, but. <laughs> You know, they do you think they spent too much time kind of in that space where he's like, oh, he's an NPC. What are you talking about, nerd? Or like, this is how this works. And oh, you're the gaming kid. You're supposed to know this. Do you think it spends too much time in that realm or or too much time like explaining that to the audience? Or did they do you think they did that right? Like, oh, that they this means they have three lives. Okay. Well, in a game you have three, whatever lives and that's whenever you die, whatever, all that stuff. But do you think they spent enough time on that too much time or, um, whatever? So I thought that what they did a lot of, there's a lot of video game related exposition, like explaining the NPC. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally found that it, it kind of, I think that a lot of what that was, was appealing to the parents that are taking their kids to this movie and have literally no idea. And they, you know, this invites them into the world. I actually just, I didn't think it went overboard. I mean, I mean, spoiler, I have like no problems with most of this movie, but like I, (laughs) I really found it. I found that even uh, the video game aspect of it, which I thought could have been problematic. I thought that was appropriate and, and right. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the cutscene was one of my favorite things when it happened. Yeah. Oh, that was good. When that all of a sudden cool. they're just voiceovering <laughs> the this other yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't know. I had yeah, they explained the NPC thing, uh, which made for a quick joke whenever what's his name from Flight of the Concords pulled up in the Land Rover and kept saying the <laughs> same thing over and over. Uh, but then later, like that logic didn't. I know we shouldn't probably get into logic, but that logic didn't carry over when we would flash over to. Uh, NPCs like the bad guy and we'd see what the bad guy's doing he, he if we're talking about a real video game here he's not even going to be loaded if right. the playable characters aren't there and they didn't say it was a cutscene either no, so right, exactly uh, I actually had that was probably my biggest criticism in this movie is that the, the bad guy was so weak yeah, yeah they yeah, hardly I mean, went really it, what do you yeah. expect from a pile of mice and snakes though I mean, <laughs> you know, like bugs so crawling in his ear. That was of the animals. Yeah. yeah what was so his power? Really? That was confusing to me because they set it up like when he touched the gem from the, you know, whatever it is, the jaguar's eye that he could control the animals. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, Murray from Flight of the Concords, uh, Rice Darby there has the gem and gives it to our heroes and they can't control the animals. But Van Pelt still can. And so why does he need it back? Like, what does he care? Just, <laughs> yeah, right. He seems he to be just power. doing fine. Sans. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he never really return it, that. that it ends the game. And it, it lifts right. the curse. 
So, so he it seems still possesses to me, the curse without the gem, but once the gem is returned, the curse is over. So they still pose a threat. So all he was like, doing was keep stopping. It? Yeah. If you have that, that power, then mm-hmm. destroy it or bury it and just don't tell anyone. Like put it under a tree somewhere. Dude, you see what happens when you bury away. things? They come back and become video games. <laughs> don't bury anything because the dad That's will true. find them when he's running on the beach. That's, That's why you got to smash it with the bowling ball. That's Treat it like true. the mother yeah. box from Justice League. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's, let's not bring Justice League into any of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but so, yeah, yeah, the bad the bad guy was underwhelming, but it was really supposed to be them versus the jungle, just kind of how yeah. like it was in the first movie. The Van Pelt character was constantly like tracking them down, but it was totally them versus the jungle. And this kind of follows the same path here. So he's he exists as a as a foil. <clears> but <throat> but really, it's the jungle that's the the true enemy in this. No, so, I totally get that. CGI, cinematography, all that stuff. What are y'all's thoughts on that? How did it look? It looked, I for me, it just looked really good. I mean, I loved all the the falling in from the sky and all that stuff that looked like super real. Like I was totally okay with that. All the animals. Um, the only thing I had a problem with was kind of like the jump wires and stuff. You can definitely see when Karen Gillan was using like wires, but like. That's just something I'm actually like nitpicking about, but everything else looked really good. Cinematography was great and all the action sequences were fantastic. What are y'all's thoughts on all of that stuff? So that was one of the things that Jordan and I actually have a problem with uh, oftentimes in Dwayne Johnson movies is that the CGI isn't there to sort of um, add to anything as much as it is to replace reality. And that was the great thing about this movie is that Yes, we obviously know it's CGI. It even looks like CGI. But because it's in a video game, it's a really um, brilliant way of of making us not have to accept that. It doesn't seem off because, yes, it's a video game. Of course, it's going to uh, look a little bit weird. Yeah, it was like a natural way to smooth out the edges. You know, any any kind of wrinkles or imperfections, it was sort of like, oh, this is all happening in this virtual space. Uh, when you have a, a Dwayne Johnson film like Race to Witch Mountain, where it's 90% CGI, except it's supposed to be fully grounded in reality. Not, yeah. It's the most jarring thing you'll ever see. Um, yeah. But I, and, and I think that logic can be extended to what Jules was just talking about with the wires too, because that's, I mean, a huge trope of like those old fighting games where you'd have some animation like, and then it would just go to a different animation. Yeah. I, I was fine with that because of it. I'm yeah. going to play the uh, contrarian what, okay. here and I'm going to say that this is not an artistic choice. This was a $90 million budget for a movie today that's not that big, and it was low-budget special effects. This was on the level of um, Olympus Has Fallen, where it's like, we don't really care. You're not taking this movie all that seriously, and you can tell that there was bad CGI and some bad effects in there. I just think it was low-budget, and they're like, it's going to make money. Like That's that's what we're here to do is make money on this, and it's the actors... That we're banking on to do that, not the special effects. And the fact that kids aren't going to take it seriously, they're not going to notice anyways. We'll pick it apart, but the kids are like, oh, that's really cool. So I'm going to say it was not an artistic choice and it was just low budget. I think it was. And let me tell you why. At the very end of the movie, when Dwayne Johnson is riding the motorcycle up the mountain, they cut to him and he's riding like almost vertical. It's cartoonish. And I think that's the idea. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, I think what they did was intended to be cartoonish, but I think the execution of the CG itself was just not. Yep. But at the same time, I I think that they can realize their limitations and just lean into it. 
and <laughs> and accept it, whether it's it's because they chose it or because that's where they are. They can just say, OK, that's we're comfortable with that. And that's where we are. I mean, regardless, it that. worked. I think it worked 100 yeah, percent. I agree. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it well. didn't negatively impact the movie for me. I'll say that, you know. No, I, I thought a lot of this, like, I, I really loved how it built. Like, I loved that they showed us when they're on the path and, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson gets killed and comes back and still has the gem with him. And then that factors into the end of the movie because I'm sitting there just going, how is she going to get it up to him? Oh, I totally then, called it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's exactly it. And they just executed it so perfectly. You know, yeah, they, they kind of stopped talking about how many lives everyone had about yeah. halfway through the movie. And that was on purpose to make us realize, um, well, does Dwayne Johnson have another life? Is, is he dead for real? And then you realize yeah, right. he's got another one. So I thought there was a little bit of uh, clever sort of concealing or concealment of the plot. I thought the gags yeah. related. I'm glad you brought up the lives. For me, the the gags related to losing lives were some of the best parts of this movie starting with oh yeah with jack black getting destroyed by a hippo like <laughs> what's yeah. that movie is it, it, immediately see with samuel l jackson yes yeah. uh-huh. that's all i thought of watching that scene was samuel l jackson getting like savaged by that shark halfway yeah. through the movie it was kind of brutal uh when kevin hart got ran over by the rhinoceroses uh that was yeah. pretty like brutal like oh wow like it wasn't other other times they just exploded in a ball of blood, but yeah. did not. But like I that. loved how much that, like, that was a choice of of Dwayne Johnson. Like he he recognized what that was, used him as bait on purpose. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> right, because the he's choice. the gamer. Yeah. Right, yeah. which is great. And I really like the part in the um in the open air market where he's beating people up and he's calling out his moves as he's saying <laughs> yeah. them. You know, because at the beginning of the movie he's doing that when he's playing. There's like Tekken um, or something. Combat yeah, Street Fighter yeah. too. Yeah. Street Fighter, Jesus, guys. Um. Yeah, I mean, I will say the the whole lives thing was one of the plot devices that I enjoyed the most, you know, because you start to it's it's relatable to those of us who play video games. You definitely start to play differently when you're on your last life. And that means something. So the way that they went down that path was kind of cool. But the way they introduced it, you talked about this. I almost had a heart attack because I didn't realize that they were doing this whole three lives thing. Jack Black had just come in. He's being a girl. I'm laughing my ass off at him. And he gets bit by a hippo. I'm like, is that it? Did I lose him for the movie? Oh, and then Tim didn't get back, the three lives like, oh, memo. Oh, yeah. I was so, yeah, they like, said the three lives thing in the moment. trailer. Yeah, Tim missed so. it. That's I great. Must have. I, I, I love that. <laughs> um, so, so we talked a little bit about the story and stuff like that. So how do you think... Uh, the character development went with these characters, these teenagers developing and going through it. Was that something that you are interested in or you really didn't care or, or were you more interested in the play together of the three or the four and then five main actors were, were, I mean, I don't know. Did you feel it? Did you get it? Did it make you feel something at the end, by the end? Sure. I didn't, uh, I frankly, I didn't care too much about the, the, the journey of the children themselves. Um, but I didn't think that when the movie would, would explain their story, I didn't find it limiting. Um, I thought that the, the, the primary actors here carried it so well. Uh, I was fine with the bounce back and I didn't care that there wasn't too much development. I was honestly, we talked about Dwayne Johnson's sexuality a little bit at the beginning of this movie. I found that weird romance angle, um, like believable like it was one of the first times i was like are we gonna see dwayne johnson make out on screen like and i believe i was like wow like i'm into this moment right now like i'm feeling it 
I'm I'm all in. <laughs> but on, only because you just all over. This is the only movie in which you can see a little bit of your like nerdy Jewish boy self in Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> it's also, this is it's the only Jewish Dwayne Johnson character to my knowledge. <laughs> when he said Oy vey, I'm really pulling for him. I clapped in this theater when I heard the first Oy vey. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> People were like, that "What is that one guy clapping twice? He's over there by himself. He's dressed up. He's wearing some dumb hat." <laughs> it's an awesome. We need to call yeah. the police because this is yeah. borderline inappropriate. I, I clapped when he said "I'm a nerd" and yelled it. I I tried all day to download a copy of this movie just to have a clip of it to play. But I, I can't. I'm gonna have to go back to the movie with my recorder and just record that and leave. I'm into nerdy guys. I'm a nerd. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, I I thought that the best parts of these movies were like sort of the little interactions between two or three of the characters as they're making their way through the levels. Um, so as far as like an overarching story arc, uh, you know, I didn't really care all that much. I will say this is a discussion that Jordan and I've had a little bit, but when they go back to present day and we see Colin Hanks and uh, there, there's just a weird implied sexual tension between him and this like 15 year old girl yeah, that I don't really yeah. appreciate. And the fact that the 15 year old girl as Jack Black got a boner uh, at the end <laughs> when she hugged Nick Jonas, like obviously I, that I like, liked that. Led, I did too. We're led to believe I that they're going to be together. Was, right. But then it turns out he's a 45 year old man with a wife and kids who named his kid after her. I legitimately lame. teared well, I mean, he up went at back. that scene. Weird. I was, I was close to crying at the end of this film. Yeah. I experienced the full yeah, range of emotions. That last scene was a lot. That was one of my favorite parts uh, because, you know, yeah, I don't, I didn't care about the plot in this movie like one iota. Like every step of the way, it was just a new little level. And but I, what the plot was, I didn't care. I like, I think it was Jordan that said it. I liked the interactions between the characters as they went on, and and you could see them learn a little bit of something about themselves mostly jack black because he is the king of this queen of this movie and um so he you could you could see where he was like as the character learning to be selfless and and, and then feeling an emotional connection for and giving his life her life for you know nick jonas's yeah, character that was so great. when they get back to real life i didn't see it as like a sexual thing from Colin Hanks's standpoint, it's almost like a lost love. And I think you almost have to think about it as Iron Man and his old woman. Uh, I can't think of her name. Pepper. You know, Potts. Yeah. You see that kind of uh, not. Did I say Iron Man, Captain America. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 I do this stuff all the time. Haley I, I have Atwell, like things in my head. What's Iron Man's name? Way too fast. Yeah. Captain America. You know, he's so much younger than than that woman. And but there's still a connection there. There's still that kind of romantic feelings. So I think he's having that to some degree. She is heartbroken. You know, she you can see it in her eyes. And it was yep. actually her best performance of the whole movie. That that actress, you, she's like, I really thought I was going to come back to this world and end up with that guy. But she's also happy for him. And apparently he was honest about his experiences with his now wife because, you know, it was clear that they collectively decided that this was a tribute to her because yeah, he may have had feelings for her, but she's out of the picture, but she gave his life for him. And I thought that was a cool little tie up, but I want to bring up one thing about that scene. This is a throwback to our episode, a couple of episodes ago when they're walking down the street, what is all over the, the yards in, in that Those street? Blow up Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Stuff. So I ask ornaments. you guys, is this a Christmas movie? 
This was not a Christmas movie. I think so. Yeah, it is. It happened during Christmas. Oh, no. It's as much of a Christmas movie. The climactic love scene of this movie takes place right after they establish that it's Christmas time. Like to me, that's oh yeah. no! So you guys think Die Hard? It's a, a beautiful Christmas, Christmas too, tale, right? It's as is yeah, it's as much of a Christmas movie as Die Hard or oh. On Her Majesty's Secret Service or any of those like tangentially related seasonal <laughs> movies. I mean, it works. I'm not going to draw distinct lines I'm, here. I'm going to make this my new tradition. I'm going to watch are. it. We're, uh, we're drawing Christmas a line. <laughs> this is a second tier Christmas movie. Second tier Christmas movie. So yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so I enjoyed again like just to harp on what everybody's saying already when i when they ever they have the characters they break them off into groups and we learn a lot about them in these smaller groups i think there was like a, a ton of movies that do that all the time but this one does it really well you pair off two characters and then you pair pair another two characters you switch up the pair and they keep learning from each other super funny moments and it's really good that's where it actually shines is when these characters are broken off and you see these kind of uh more intimate discussions yeah. or talks or all that stuff i had a problem with one thing at the end which is when Dwayne's character he says we can stay here we can be stay here with me we don't have to go back uh, i like being like this and i was like that kind of just changed the way i felt about that character the whole time like i thought he learned that he can be a great person and he can be so much more and Let me stop you. Let me power. stop you right yeah, there. Sure, sure. If you could look like that without having to go to the gym and eat protein for 45 days straight, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah. If, if I've given the chance to live out the rest of my days in Dwayne Johnson's body, um, I'll, I'll give in it all jungle, up. Give everything up. <laughs> with no, okay, you would give everything up. Okay. No, I don't no, know. no family, no yes. nothing. Yes. Yeah, sacrifice I'm, it all. Are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so this is an exception, Jules. Normally, I think I'd agree with you. I'd be like, yeah, that was a flaw in the whole story, but it's the body of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, right. You saw that skinny ass Right. It also, he had nothing going for him. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, he, yeah, I think that that was actually somewhat believable. Yeah, to address your, your point, though, of, of that being like a decision of that character, like, I actually viewed it again as as almost a, like a mature take at the end of this movie. Like this kid still, after you know this entire experience, still has insecurities. Still, you know, isn't sure if he's brave enough to be with Martha in the in the real world. Like I actually like to me, it just it, it just rang true. It was once again my seventh grade self was like, oh my god, like I am really relating to this character here. Like I I actually thought it was one of the most humanizing parts of the movie for that character. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I think that like the realization that he thinks it's the character that's being brave, but it was him the whole time. Like this was, it was a good growth for him. This was such a movie about like knowing your role and knowing that you can do it and just doing it. I, I, I kind of I'm going to tell you what this movie was. It, it was oh. the wizard of Oz meets breakfast club meets Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And somehow they pulled it off. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they managed to do they it. Did. <laughs> They did. Yeah. It was less of a was dumpster fire than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I loved that the map of the island emulated the shape of the board game. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I didn't notice and that. Then they, that they was spectacular. Out. Yeah, it was oh, good. Very cool. Very cool. I actually um, really liked that part of the whole video game-ness of it all, which was that the certain skill sets had certain roles. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, Jack Black's character is the only one that could see the map. Uh, yeah. Different parts of the map only lit up when they went there. So I thought yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. 
That, that was the fun part about it. As a gamer, you know that stuff. And then whenever you tap the chest, like all your stats came up and it's like, oh, and then they discover all that stuff. I don't know about that whole cake making him explode thing. Yeah. But, that was I the, mean, that was, well, obviously, was whoever effect. designed whatever magical being designed this Jumanji video game had no idea about character balance because who would ever <laughs> choose Kevin Hart's character? No. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, you had things. You had me my he did, from he, his he weaknesses too. That, he, that snake man, like he defanged it. He did. Yeah, he did. He was good with that, but he also should have exploded when he was on the rocks, back running through the forest. If one of his weaknesses was speed, mm. sure. Oh, okay, I was waiting for that speed. I witness they didn't <laughs> specify that. Right? <laughs> so when they were in the helicopter, he should have blown up too because he was going fast. Super yes! fast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Kevin's well, actually, looking for extreme you know continuity that, here. He did think he was going to throw up, so that makes a lot of sense. That's yeah, margaritas, you know man. That's really no good margaritas. <laughs> I actually got a kick out of the whole cake thing. It was a fun gag because he yeah. couldn't decide if it was a weakness of like, you know, would it destroy him? Would he eat too much cake? I was just yeah. waiting for him to just start like gobbling it down. Like I thought that would have been funny too. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a throwaway stop. thing, and it was a fun little gag. And there was there were some of those in here, but I liked. I will say I kind of liked his character as it went on, how he did embrace his strengths. Like, you know, the whole, where does this knowledge come from? But then he's so proud of having it. And also, did, he's like, I'm the backpack guy. <laughs> by yeah, the end, yeah. like, he is all about being the backpack guy. And know your just, role. It was a good job by yeah. Kevin Hart, playing Kevin Hart. But, you know, delivering on, on, on the character, I thought was pretty cool. And then emulating the football player, because he does put out a play mm -hmm. at the end. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. it was kind of goofy. Um, I didn't get any of... <laughs> When at the beginning of the movie, the football character was not, he seemed to be a pretty stoic guy, not this little quippy, right. uh, clever guy that Kevin Hart did from right. the beginning. Yeah. A little bit. Kevin Hart Night plays Kevin Hart always. That's right. it's, You can't, you can't break Kevin Hart of Kevin Hart. Honestly, full Kevin Hart. <laughs> they should have just used CGI to make. Uh, a taller, younger-looking Kevin Hart, and he could have been all of. Yeah, the just like again when they when they made young <laughs> Kevin Hart in Central Intelligence. They yep. already have oh, yeah, the model for me. made. It's already done. Just throw it in. <laughs> done. So question, are they going to make another one? Is this going to keep going? What do I you hope think? they do Zathura. That'd be great. John Cena. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I really appreciated about this movie is that it wasn't sequel baiting. This is right, one yeah. contained story. It's over with. If they want to make another one, they can do sort of uh, another sequel in the style of, but not necessarily continuing the story. I don't care if they make another one. Uh, if The Rock's in it, it's our sworn duty that we'll watch it and talk about <laughs> it on the podcast. But I don't need to see another one. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Good. So, yeah. Any final thoughts on the movie? Any uh, thing we didn't cover, do you think? Mm, I want to I want to talk about the, uh, the, the genital jokes over and over. Mm. I just want like what your thoughts. I'm surprised were. it took us this long to because, get here. Because yeah. yeah. Like 1 hour. Here we this, are. <laughs> when this movie when they like when she, when Jack Black first realizes that he she has a penis and then they actually spent a whole scene of them pee like I couldn't believe they were That was kind of long. Yes. Uh, uh, That's uh, presupposing that guys you know? pee go to the bathroom at the same time same peaked. time. What? All uh the trope about girls going to the women's room at the same time. Mm, yeah. Well, he's the he's the female character. He dragged them into that. Ask you know, for they help. had no intention of peeing together. I really he's like. I need. I a really tutorial. did like it though. Can you please help me? 
you know? Right. When he said, oh, hey, Martha, come look at my penis. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I liked I it did a not, lot. Yeah, I did not think they were going to say it. And I was like, oh, well, there it is. And there's it a bunch of kids yeah, I can tell me. you the yeah, children like, in cool. my theater loved that line. <laughs> so did I. So wait, so Jordan, you were in that theater alone with a bunch of kids? It was a bad look. How did you not get arrested? Dressed well, as Dwayne yeah, I, I actually, I was asked to take the hat off. Uh, by the w- <laughs> oh no, <laughs> um, because I, well, I was blocking the view of the children behind me, and the mom. We, so what I I did multiple things. One was I put my icy in the cup holder, one to the side of me, so it looked like someone was coming. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a pro wow. move, and I like. Dang, it. that's pro. I, you know, I just I was trying to make it as cool as possible uh, for not just me, but the parents <laughs> in the room. Um, yeah. You also showed up an hour early. I was well again. I was doing the movie pass bit, so I had to. I was trying to like secure lockdown. My were you ticket. taking a uh, fellow movie pass user? I like that too. Yeah. Were you taking I pictures with people or people coming up to you and like, Hey, <laughs> well, I, there is a picture. Uh, floating I, I took one. Um, I asked an AMC employee to take a picture with, of me in front of the, uh, Jumanji poster. Uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch. You gave back to me. She only took one. I blinked in it. Uh, and I felt too <laughs> weird to ask like multiple adults for photos. I'm good at Photoshop. You can give that to my mom and (laughs) she can put the uh, eyes in the same spot. (laughs) Charlie's mom's got this taken care of, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's going to start an Etsy store. Yeah, I I will say I'm I'm probably, when it comes to kid stuff, uh, a little more conservative than some other people. And and it was one of the comments that my wife made leaving the movie was that there was a little too much penis humor for children and especially where it was some sexually related. and but it just goes back. I was gonna bring this up when you guys were talking about it. Baywatch is this a thing with The Rock? Does he have some sort of like wiener obsession? What's going on here? Well, if yours uh, looked like his, you would too. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what Pretty it looks much. like. He's never shared that with us, so uh, not yet. Yeah, that part, that part, that downturn in his career hasn't started yet. Well, picture a baby holding an apple. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just like the like his bald head. Pretty much the same. Oh. See, that's Dwayne Johnson's sexuality. I, I'm glad we're back on this. Uh, <laughs> smoldering. So he's only yeah. in in the movies he's been in the closest that we've gotten to like a like either a nude scene or a sex scene. And this is you know outside of the realm of ballers, which we haven't fully uh, dived into. In the Scorpion King, you get an implied sex scene, uh, and outside of that, not a sexual being. So that I mean, I was. Again, I was just so happy. We were almost. I was. Try, I was hoping for that kiss so bad, guys. I wanted to see him do it. I want to see a kiss. Yeah. Later on in Ballers, there is some implied stuff where he just he's getting out of bed. He doesn't have a shirt on. You know, they they you assume that things happen, but yeah, I, I get you. He doesn't really do a whole. He lot He likes of that the stuff. squeaky clean image. I think. Like he, I sure. think he really like that's part of his appeal in his mind. The whole marketing. He's a, he's master at marketing his brand, and I think right now the squeaky clean thing works for him across gender and generation. I think it works yeah. really well. Um, I will say I Jack know. Black's reactions to him, though, when he's doing that smoldering look and stuff, some of my favorite moments great. in the movie, <laughs> like every time he does something and they just cut to Jack Black being like, oh, man, man, what I would do, man. you know, <laughs> it's so funny. So 
all right we talked a lot about the movie we want to give a rating we always give a rating at the end of the movie we do one to ten um four was ghost in the shell which was a really shitty movie we had guardians of the galaxy at a 10 or 11 thor at like 11 or 12 and this Um, is a scale of one to ten one yes. to ten. So you guys don't understand how scales work. Right? <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you talking we about? do. We don't understand numbers. It's different. <laughs> no. Okay. These I just, just want to get ex- that out there. Exceedingly well. These were just good movies. I don't yeah, know what we, you're talking about. Yeah, the scale about, is one to ten, but, but sometimes movies break the scale. It's you know, there's yeah. nothing you can do about They're it. Just off it's not, the it's scale. not under yeah. my so, control. <laughs> listen, we, so, we screwed up and gave a ten early. So, Where do you go from there? Yeah, we gave so, a ten. Oh, really? Early. Okay. So translating that to our podcast, that would be on a scale of fast five to the tooth fairy exactly <laughs> oh boy. which direction okay. is that scale going yeah uh, <laughs> i hope you know the about you as a question. person <laughs> oh i'd give it a moana <laughs> uh moana's like really high up there and you know yeah. what? i actually think you're about right i think yeah. i'd give this movie considering my expectations and how bad it could have been like an eight or a nine i was gonna sure. say eight it's a solid eight for me um, I'm going to say a seven just because I think it was a little long. I think some of the scenes were a little drawn out, kind of like the penis one where they're peeing and stuff. That was a little bit too long for me. It made me a little uncomfortable with all the kids around me. But, you know, uh, just general, it was a little long. They could have cut some stuff. But a seven, seven plus for me. Um, I am going to give this movie, uh, for me, it's a perfect score. This is a 10. I'll tell you why. Wow. I'll tell you why. Um like I said at the beginning, I find this to be the most important movie that Dwayne Johnson's ever done. Uh, there are three movies that I think fit that criteria in his career. Uh, the first is Fast Five, which proved that he could take over an action franchise uh, and make it his own and star in an action movie, have it be commercially success- successful and you know spawn additional sequels. The second was Pain and Gain, which we covered a little bit, which proved that he could carry what in effect was an indie type movie, play like a more dark uh, more of a darker, moody, more serious role uh, and carry that kind of a film as well. And I think that Jumanji, more than the game plan, more than Gridiron Gang, more than the Tooth Fairy, more than G.I. Joe, more than Moana, proved that he can carry a family-friendly one as well. Uh, and this is after the failure of Baywatch. So this is in the realm of him, not just as actor, but also as you know producer. This is the new, This is the next stage of Dwayne Johnson's career. And for those reasons, I think it's a perfect movie. Um, and for me, it's the the second best movie of Dwayne Johnson that I've ever watched. Wow, that was great. So, and Tim, yeah, let's it, get to I, Tim's I, writing. I'm just going to comment real quick, <laughs> Jordan. There's a vibe about you, and I I like it because I don't know how much of this is shtick and how much of this is real. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure I want there is, to. I, I there just is zero. This is all heart. I'm leaving it on the table right now. Wow. I, I we like devoted it. way too much up. time to this podcast and to that man for this to be shtick. <laughs> the thing is, I can do this myself. I could. I can be like super passionate about something, and it's it's totally like an illusion. Uh, so oh, I'm okay. I'm liking this vibe. Well, I'm trying to figure it me. out, but I don't want to. I don't. I just want this to be a mystery <laughs> in my mind. It makes the whole thing more enjoyable. Uh, six point five, an enjoyable six point five, because it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it a lot. What That's, did your mouth just say? Where's your scale at? It's not a right? good movie. It's like the production value, the story. What do you want from a movie? What? What do you want from a movie? I want it to be enjoyable. And it wasn't enjoyable. It was enjoyable. So that's why I'm going to okay, give so it an enjoyable. <laughs> that doesn't relate to the scale. 
It's I'm going to say as a movie, it was a 6.5, but you should still go see it. Right. Oh, Great. So it's still fantastic gets review, but a low score. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, low-ish. Well, I mean, let's 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 you know, low-ish. It's one to ten. I mean, I gave Ghost in the Shell like a two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Likes to call it Tim's a four. Tim Scale and I gave it to a two, and and Jules gave it a four. He likes to say we gave Ghost in the Shell a four. It was a horrific movie, and it was a two. <laughs> if you're above oh, a five, I, but, but as far as I'm concerned, if you're above a five, you're watchable. Below a five sure. is horrific. Above a we f- are. S- Above a five is Ghost in the Shell it. was a dumpster fire. Okay, we are I'm still so talking sorry. about it though. We saw it. This was like one of the very first movies that we ever saw together as a podcast, and we're still talking about it at the end of 2017. So I think that says <laughs> something about it because it was so, that bad. Anyways, <laughs> uh, one one quick point, uh, kind of piggybacking off of what Jordan said earlier, is that um, for us, this was such a huge successful movie. Because we are, we were extremely worried about the direction that Dwayne Johnson's career was going to go. We thought that maybe we had seen the best of Dwayne Johnson, uh, but it, it seems like the horizons are pretty bright. Um, because, like I said, all of his upcoming movies are Seven Bucks Productions. So it started with Baywatch, terrible. Jumanji came out, and you look at what he has coming in the future. He's Rampage. got Skyscraper. He's got Rampage. He's got Disney's Jungle Cruise. Things that yeah. really do not inspire confidence. No. And, you, and in Hollywood, <laughs> you have a string of four or five failures. Even The Rock can be susceptible to that. So this is, Jordan actually kind of has a point when he says this is a super important movie for him. I agree. I From that kind standpoint. of agree. Yeah. Because his, you know, if you follow The Rock, again, this has gone from him being the wrestler to him being the actor to him being the accepted actor to him being the franchise player to now being i'm the mogul i'm i'm not just in movies i'm making movies guys okay yeah Yeah. he's pulling those cuffs down he's like i'm making this stuff so yeah like he's transcended and become a, a big player in hollywood across all scopes um so yeah i agree with you it is very important that he makes a movie under his production company that is well received it's just interesting to me i it almost seems like he's strategically outside of I guess it's tough to say that because he did Baywatch. But strategically now, it seems like he's planting his productions in the family-friendly atmosphere and then still allowing himself to do the fast movies and then the spin-off fast movies. And it's going to be amazing. In those other roles, you know? But is maybe Justin Lin doing the, gonna be... the spin-off movie? What? Is Justin Lin doing the spin-off movie or is he just doing Fast 9? I think he's just doing do know Fast 9. Story? I don't think we okay. have a director for the spin-off yet. I know uh, Tyrese I is going to be in movie. it. <laughs> yeah so we have a whole episode about tyrese oh, hashtag team tyrese sorry guys yeah tim's um, on tmt yeah team i was with tyrese. him on that one but that doesn't make no. well anyways um yeah that's that's our dwayne the rock johnson talk jumanji talk with the experts from <laughs> rock talk the podcast where can they find you online guys and where can they listen to the podcast uh we are all over the place uh you can find us on social on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash rocktalkpod, Twitter at rocktalkpod, Instagram at rocktalkpod. Uh, and then, Charlie, where's our, where's our, uh, where can they listen to us? Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, so pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, you can uh, find us. Uh, yeah, but thank you guys so much for having us on. Uh, Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we really Super appreciate it, guys. Time. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. You're gonna come to our show? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, apparently Tim Tim already is on an episode. Love to. He invited himself <laughs> right, on to yeah, an episode. Yeah. yeah, be cool, man. I'm telling you, like I, I just despise <laughs> wrestling. Do you guys were you, are you guys wrestling fans? Like, is that how you get into the rock or Jordan's a bigger fan than I am. Okay. I, I appreciate it. I wouldn't say I'm a versed fan or anything. I'm not a we wrestling go to... guy. So when he came into film, I was like, just what a joke. And then I saw the Scorpion King because when did that come out? Like 2001, two, Three, something like that. Or Three. 2002, I think. Yeah. I was a younger guy and my buddy and I, we just, we saw every movie. I mean, that really hasn't changed for me, but we used to just see everything. And I saw Scorpion King. I'm like, they had to put a wrestling match in the middle of the movie to even make this viable for this guy. But then, then I saw Be Cool. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And I forget yeah. what the follow up to that was. But by that point, he had he had won me over. I'm like, all right, I'm into the rock. Whatever he wants to do, I'm, I'm down with it. So I see all this well, stuff. Yeah. One of the interesting things you said, you said that, and, and we agree, is that he came in kind of as a wannabe actor had to transition to an accepted actor, and now he's a mogul. And it's all by sheer will oh, and yeah. charisma. Yeah. It's a fascinating and inspiring story. That's one of the things that we've sort of uh, nailed down. That's the reason why a lot of people like The Rock, is he can inspire damn near anyone. He's earned everything oh, he, he's his done. His whole Very thing inspiring. is being the hardest working guy in, not in the room, but on the planet. It reminds on me, the planet, yep. as a sports fan growing up in Boston, if you've ever read Larry Bird talk about practicing. Larry Bird took practicing more serious than games because he felt if there was an hour where he wasn't working on his game somewhere, there's some guy who is. And that's how the rock is with like everything he does. And it's it's yeah. amazing. Like it's just astonishing to me, his devotion to literally everything he puts his, his hat in, you know. All right. Thanks to our guests from the Rock Talk podcast. You can go check them out anywhere you get podcasts. They let you know already where you can listen to them. If you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, you can listen to them as well. They have a super cool podcast. You should go check them out because they talk about Dwayne The Rock Johnson all the time. Uh, don't forget you can reach us on most social media at nerdy things pod that's nerdy things pod and you can send us an email as well at nerdy things pod at gmail.com you can visit our website nerdy things pod.com for the latest nerdy news updated daily and links to our merch for shirts and more again we have a ton of shirts kevin's wearing a sweatshirt or fucking what is it a pullover what are you yeah, hooded about? sweatshirt hoodie. fucking hoodie i got a and hoodie you can get those you can get stuff for your baby you can get our stuff on a mug you can get on a t-shirt whatever color t-shirt all that stuff is on nerdythingspod.com you can get links to our youtube to watch the podcast episodes because again we do these in video and you can watch us you can hear us talk and we also release a ton of supplemental videos during the week as well i think each week we're doing like three or four videos so definitely go check it check that out or you can search nerdy things pod uh on youtube but it's the links there already on our website you can go to our patreon for extra content like bloopers and early access to our stuff release the podcast a day early for our patrons and we appreciate you it's only a dollar and you can do that dollar a month which is pretty cool and you can text us or leave us a voicemail 978-78-NERDY that's 978-786-3739 i'd like to thank adipsia for the use of his song friends and live friends go to tgi fridays you can hear more of his music at adipsia.bandcamp.com he just released a new album called imbue imbue and i'd like to thank the bell curve for the music we use under the main topic all right all everyone right. see y'all next everything. week bye in 2018 later bye <laughs> jim god george is coming for you